A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Always with my co-host Matt Wyke. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Jeff? Top of the morning to you. Yeah, we're finally. It's Friday. Holy it is crap! Friday morning, and uh, we're finally on the air. Um, Crazy. Yeah, this is our third time in as many days trying to record the show. Um, just been having some very. Uh, I don't know how you describe them. I guess unusual or um difficult skype issues we're assuming they're skype but uh nothing with skype maybe it wasn't skype because skype didn't even i don't know what it was but uh anyways i i was on the phone with at this point i've probably been on the on the well not on the phone but i've probably been uh skype has a they like chat with you on issues and more times than not, they just uh, take, like, remote control of your computer and they go in there and fucking change all your settings and stuff and do a bunch of shit that I don't understand. So I've had that done now, like, so many times since I've started doing a podcast. It's kind of crazy. I've probably been chatting with them at this point for, like, I mean, hours total, probably 10, over 10 hours. Oh, it's uh, over 10 hours because you and I have been on together for seven hours trying to figure out what's going on. And that was obviously, <laughs> you know, between, uh, you know, Tuesday and then Wednesday, Thursday, and then obviously it's it's Friday now. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're almost averaging like two and a half, three hours every day that we've been on trying to figure it out. And I know, you know, once I jump off of Skype, you were on with the tech people for a while after that. You know, multiple days. So you're probably like 12 to 15 hours into it, if I had to guess. Oh uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it, it, and it's a slow process because the when when you're talking to a tech person via chat, uh, it, it's just not the same because you have to. There's a there's a there's a much longer time between each statement, I guess you would say, than if you were on the phone, but. I had just this time. I've had four different texts that I've worked with. Uh, two were good and two were not good. But yeah, I, I we ended up. I mean, we did everything. We restarted. We uh, um, uninstalled, reinstalled, uninstalled, reinstalled Skype. Made sure it was fully updated. And then I got I got some lady to. Uh, we talked about it last show when we got we got it fixed for one show and. Uh, you know, it was just like a, uh, 
she said some shit that I don't understand about uh, something was not compatible with something else, and she fixed it, fixed it for one show. And the, the very next show, which was, uh, you know, three days ago, it, it was totally shot again. So I got a couple more tech people that couldn't fix it. Then finally I got this one tech person who went in and, they, oh, I shouldn't say finally because he didn't fix it either. Went in and uninstalled my Realtek audio like drive, like on it, like, and, and updated the whole thing and everything. And it, actually, he kind of, my my, I don't know. He he didn't he didn't fix the issue. Uh, we thought he did, but he didn't. And now my audio is like much quieter on my laptop as well. So he kind of made things worse. But what ultimately, I also updated my recording system. My recording software, I updated that and everything. I, I just did everything we could try. Nothing helped. Uh, finally, I got a new recording system. So we are recording on a new system. Uh, still using Skype, but the the way it's recorded is on a whole new program that I haven't used before. I mean, not for a whole show, so we'll see. Uh, I actually just realized that it's not timing us. So I don't know how long... Um, I'm not going to know how long we've been on, it doesn't look like. I mean, Skype tells us right. that that's incorrect because we were on the phone for 10 minutes before we started. So, But it seems like this overall issue is it, it started when Skype updated last. So right. it seems like I don't it. know if they did something on you know their end, which totally foobarred the, the system you know that, that we were recording on, or it's not compatible or whatever, but... We tested it yesterday on on the new software, and it works. So, you know, hopefully, when you're listening to this episode, there are no hiccups or uh, or you know weird things that are going on. But we're we're just excited to get back. Seems like we've been gone for like weeks, and it's only been a few days. Yeah, it really does because I I it's I think it's because it felt like it, 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 it every time we couldn't record. I was further demoralized, and I just felt like it was going to end up being a multiple-week issue. I mean, but luckily, this a similar thing happened when I was with uh, recording with Louis Uridel. I had to get on the phone with the with the tech people, and then one night I had to get on the phone. It was a whole mess. Like I destroy everything that I that I touch that's electronic. I I have. Technical issues on every piece of electronics that I have, pretty much, that nobody can explain. They're just like, oh, huh. Like, I- I've had, like, the the oddest shit happens to me, you know. Like, the spell check going on my on my uh, phone. I- I- I've literally had the spell check on my iPhone just, like, disappear for periods of time. Not in any specific, you know, screen. Just fucking no spell check. And I need spell check if anyone needs spell check. I'm telling you, but um, when I when when I was recording with Lewis, we had this thing where, um, what would happen? Something very odd, and it was like the Skype people fixed it, and their their fix lasted one show, and the very next show it was it was, I mean I could not I couldn't even like get into Skype. It was a whole it was a whole mess. It ended up being my laptop, which was brand new. I had to send that thing back to fucking Lenovo or whatever that shitty company is. And that thing's still a lemon, even though they brought it back. They sent it back and said it was fixed. But 
it's just been a whole a whole shit show but we're finally back on we got a brand new recording system uh hopefully it it, it uh stays in place and, and the worst part about this whole thing that we didn't even say yet is that we had fucking bodybuilding royalty sitting talking to us waiting to get on the show wednesday and fucking skype wasn't working we had to tell him hey man, we gotta reschedule and i fucking hate i mean he was very understanding i hate doing that though like we have show after show after show after show then we get this 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 figure who is like like i said is bodybuilding royalty no two ways about it and we gotta jerk him around and and, and we said we were gonna record at 7 30 and then at 9 15 I, I finally have to tell him listen dude we gotta reschedule because these guys aren't fixing it and, and so on and so forth so yeah it's uh we are rescheduled again for this coming tuesday which is only in fucking what four days now but so you're gonna have two clo- uh, shows close together this will go up today hopefully uh later today friday and then the 21st and the very next show should will probably be wednesday like normal hopefully so we we do have a very special guest coming on um yes definitely. a guest that few other people get uh i don't see him anywhere else no, it's funny you say that because honestly, I don't think this person has been on any other shows than the ones that he's currently on. Yeah, I think we have a uh, we're giving a lot of hints. People are gonna know who it is, but uh, I think that I feel that him and I kind of have like a connection because we have uh, we've actually dealt with issues together in the past, sort of like we did last night. Uh, I, I mean, so, uh, and I've talked to him a lot, uh, many times, and we we kind of are um, tend to be on the same wa- the same wavelength, so to speak, on a lot of things. So I think uh, it's going to be good, and um, we have a couple other guests. I, I I'm certainly not going to call them lined up, but uh, talking, you know, talking to them. So, and then maybe we'll get Leon. Who knows? But uh, he's in Brazil right now. You know what's funny? Lee is at Brazil, and he's going there for to cover a Blackstone booth, and really, or, or not Blackstone? Fucking a, not Blackstone. Oh, I was gonna say I'm like uh... <laughs> Black Skull. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm like, how yes, did that come company. about? Yeah, Black Skull. So, anyways, the 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 interesting part about that is that Black Skull is really starting to. I don't even know what you'd call it, but they have, they have, they're having Bob Chick at the booth, um, Sean Ray, and uh, Flex. I mean, this booth's gonna have Lee Priest, Sean Ray, Flex Wheeler, and Bob Chick and Eduardo. And it's like the the funny part is Bob and Lee. Or, or I should say Bob, Sean, and Lee, like, do not get along at all. I mean, Sean and Lee are two of the most, they're like Kamali and Titus, you know? Uh, but but it's real. <laughs> you, they, they, like, really don't get along. <laughs> so I, I've been, I, I, I actually talked to Lee quite a bit, and we were talking the other day, and he was talking about being, like, how it's going to be very interesting being at the booth with Sean Ray and, this that and I won't go into everything you said that's for sure but 
It was, it was funny <laughs> talking to him about uh, having to share a booth with, with with his arch nemesis, basically. So we'll see how that goes. If we ever, if uh, some shitty cell phone, I would not be surprised if some shitty cell phone video pops up of of Sean and uh, Lee kind of uh, trading blows or or at least uh, raising their voices at one another. But I, I feel like Sean Ray's the type of guy that will uh, call your mother a whore. And then the, two hours later, see you in person, and he's your best buddy. You know, he—I don't know, but he seems like that type of guy. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? But uh, the weird thing is, like everybody—I shouldn't say everybody. There, there are people out there who talk shit about Sean. I mean, I've when I have been a presenter at the Arnold Amateur in Columbus, and and Sean was the the MC. I, he was always very nice, very polite, friendly, uh, you know, with chit-chat. Just, you know, he seemed like a good guy. And and literally every video that I watch of people who are like, yeah, you know, Sean Ray's a bad person. He's an asshole. He's this, he's that, he's whatever. It's I kind of sit back and I'm like, all right, you know, he could be. You know, he might have put up a good front at, at the Arnold and just never showed his true colors when I was around. But... I don't know. It's it's interesting to see both sides of the story, but I guess that can go for a lot of people in the industry. Um, that's interesting. I haven't heard anyone. You might be the first person I've ever heard say, um, purely positive things about Sean Ray. I mean, most people are like, like Lee Priest will always. Whenever he's bashing um, Sean Ray, he will always make a point to to recognize how great of a bodybuilder Sean Ray was. He'll he'll always say, you know, great physique, a world class bodybuilder, one of the best ever. But he's a dick and a terrible person, you know. But uh, that's interesting. Uh, I I would love to Sean Ray. I've never met or spoke to. Uh, I I would love to though just to, just for that reason just to kind of to see just how Lou Frigno's another one you hear a lot of really bad things and some good things and then you have like um, Dave Plumbo did a recent interview that was uh, pretty eye opening about him and his father and stuff uh, Lou Frigno so I think a lot of it is um, I, one of the things I've learned as as I get older. And as I do more things, is people people assume way too much, you know. They, they assume they know things about people, and they're just totally wrong. Uh, people do it to me. They do it to to everybody, and it, it's just uh, it, it's just it makes people get these false ideas about about. Uh, other individuals and it, it's, it especially happens when you are uh in the how do i put this you know when you're like in the public eye in any way shape or form or uh like i'm i'm a i'm a retail manager on top of this so like i've i've had so many employees under me over the over the last like what's it been now uh seven years or whatever and it's funny how an employee or a listener in this case or a fan if you are like a pro bodybuilder or something like they can they can have 
preconceived notions about you or just because of like one thing you say or one little thing you do, they have, they assume things about you and then other things about your personality that have nothing to do with that assumption, um, kind of back up that assumption. You know, it's like if, if you think something about somebody, they can often say and do stuff that amplifies that where it wouldn't if you didn't think that about them. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, this like snowball effect of creating a false image in people's mind because they're assuming you're a certain way. And, and then everything they say after that, you're thinking about that, that preconceived um, – those preconceived thoughts you have about them and everything they do, you're thinking about that, and then you, it, it kind of, re, they reflect off each other, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I see that a lot, and maybe Sean Ray is one of those people, because I know for sure that Lee Priest is one, I mean, I can understand why people don't like Lee Priest to a degree, because a lot of people can't take a joke, but I don't, I, I just can't imagine somebody being like, genuinely upset with Lee he, he's just completely um he's not serious you know that that's that's the, the best way to put it like he's not serious about saying that whatever he says about people or, or making a a white and black joke or whatever like he he's joking around when he says everything he says you know he's very like uh I don't even know what the word would be, you know, like lighthearted or whatever. He's not, he's not trying to be malicious and everything, but people are, there are people who say he anti-Semite and all this fucking nonsense. Like just because you, just because you make a Jewish comment to a Jewish person doesn't mean you hate Jewish people. It means you wanted to insult one particular Jewish person. It doesn't mean you hate Jewish people. Like don't be fucking stupid. That, that shit drives me nuts when... Or if you say one racist joke, you're a racist. What the fuck are you talking about? If you make a racist joke to one Indian person or black person or Asian person, that means you hate all of all Asians or blacks or... Indi like, fuck you. That's not what that means. It means you want to insult that one person who is that race. It doesn't mean that you hate... It's like calling somebody fat. Like, you fat bastard. It doesn't mean you hate all fat people. It means that one fat person you wanted to install at that moment, you know? Well, I think Sean kind of takes the same approach where, you know, I think he tries to push people's buttons. And and this actually isn't the first time when I was just describing the, the Arnold Amateur. That wasn't even the first time that, that I spoke with Sean. Sean and I actually did an interview back in 2007 when when I was with Bodybuilding.com, and, and we spoke for a while doing this interview uh, for that website. And and even then, there was nothing that came out of his mouth that made me think, okay, this guy's a prick or he's a dick or what an asshole or whatever. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he just kind of puts up a front and it makes it makes himself come off that, that he's like an asshole sometimes. But, uh, I mean, in, in all the times that I've spoken with him, uh, you know, emailed whatever, He's always been nice to me, but then again, maybe I haven't done anything to piss him off to make him, you know, treat me a certain way. But I don't, I don't know. 
I, I don't, you know, I haven't sat down and ate dinner with the guy and hung out at his house or anything like that. So how he really is behind the scenes, uh, you know, I, I can't say, but my experiences have, have at least always been good. Yeah, and I will say about Sean Ray, I think I, as long as he's with other people who are also being, uh, are part of the interview or whatever it may be, I, I like listening to him speak. If it's just him speaking on his own, like this new MD thing he does, it's it's a, it's pretty atrocious. Um, listening to him speak without anyone else there, uh, for some reason that just doesn't really work for him, in my opinion. I think that if when he's with like they're, they're, they did a seminar, him and um, Chris Cormier, it was in Australia or something a couple years ago, maybe last year. And it was awesome. They both talked about how they came up in the game, uh, in bodybuilding. They, they just, and they, they, they kind of took shots at each other because they competed, you know, on their way up and everything. And it was just such a good inter or such a good seminar. And uh, everything that Sean said was so interesting and and uh, clear and everything. And I, I think he does. He is a very good like speaker and and. Uh, He's super knowledgeable when it comes to bodybuilding, but um, he just—I feel like he needs someone else there to like absorb some of him or something like that, and it be—he he becomes like fun to listen to at that point. But, uh, anyways, that was totally off to, in left field uh, talking about Sean Ray. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, dynamic that Sean and. Lee are going to be sharing a booth together, but hopefully they get some good photos, if nothing else. Um, so you, I haven't watched this video yet. I saw it. It came up on my YouTube, of course, but Kai on Generation Iron talking about uh, competing again. And uh, I know you wanted to touch on this because you actually watched the video, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was interesting, and you know the I think his name is Vlad. I, I don't know the the guy who has no emotion whatsoever, um, and literally makes you want to stab your ear with a pencil. Um, was interviewing him in New York at I guess it was Comic Con, and and Kai has that new uh, what is it like a, a comic book, the yeah. uh, Chronicles of Kai or or something like that. And so he was there, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, stuff like that, talking to fans. And and Vlad asked him point blank, you know, what's what's going on in 2017? You know, what are your plans? Are you going to get on stage again? And before that, they spoke about uh, the Olympia and, and Kai's opinion of the placings and stuff like that. And, of course, Kai went off on a total tangent, didn't answer the question, you know, started talking about people's lives and stuff that goes on behind the scenes and, and totally danced around it. But well, as soon as I heard that question pop up, I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to get an answer of, of when we're going to see Kai again. You know, is he just going to come back, collect a check at the Arnold Classics? Is he going to compete in the Olympia again? Um, and, and you know, Vlad asked him that as well about the Olympia. And, and Kai's response was he doesn't know yet. He doesn't know what the future holds and, and what he wants to do. He said that he appreciates everything that bodybuilding has given him in terms of uh, the things that he's involved in now. Um, obviously, you know, the supplement company dynamic, 
as well as you know some of the acting stuff that he's doing and and obviously the stuff with generation iron as well and i guess he's uh one of their producers or or something of the sorts but uh he did literally everything that he said made me read between the lines that he will never step on stage ever again uh you know he asked him you know do you plan on doing guest posings and and he danced around that too and i'm kind of thinking you know and and we got some flack from from a guy who you know clearly is a, a kai fan and that's okay you know defend the guy if 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 you know we're not agreeing with what he's doing in the industry um but as a fan you know it's hearing him talk on this interview literally made me say Okay, I'm I am now done with Kai in terms of the bodybuilding world. I will support him with you know whatever uh, venture he, he decides to do next, whether it's acting or you know behind the scenes doing you know production. Uh, you know, good for him. His his artwork is awesome. I, and again, I said it probably five shows ago, and I'll say it again. If if Kai sells his work, I I would definitely look into buying a piece of his artwork. Uh, he's a great artist, uh, you know, in, in, you know, his, his mindset is, is perfect for, for that type of industry, including, you know, acting. So, you know, I wish him the best, but everything that I heard from this interview screamed, he will never step on stage again. You will never see a Kai Green, Phil Heath battle or, or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it's, that, that was very disappointing to hear. And and again, I'm I'm reading between the lines. He did not say I will never step on stage again, uh, but he said he's looking forward to projects that he's working on and where that can take him, and you know, seeing what's next for him. And he appreciates the bodybuilding community and the fans for for all of their support and everything over the years. Which you know, you say that generally when you're kind of saying I'm retiring. Like, hey, thank you for all of your support. I appreciate it. It was because of you guys that I kept pushing hard in the gym. Um, you know, he said he, he, he hasn't lost his love for training. Uh, and he said through contest prep, he's learned a lot about himself uh, physically and mentally and and as a businessman in, in the industry. So I, I don't know what to think. But, you know, from, from what I heard, I really don't think we're going to see Kai again. It's interesting because you said two things that to me are conflicting in regards to Kai competing. The first thing you say are, is um, based on the way he talks, you don't feel that he's going to compete anymore. You think that he's basically saying he's done competing without saying it. The only thing is, and I would I would uh, agree with you because I haven't heard it, but I, I trust that you are correct, but... The thing that makes it interesting to me is I always assumed that once he was done, done competing, he would start answering questions. And you're also saying that he's he's bouncing, he's beating around the bush on every single question still. And I feel like if he's still doing that, giving us the rigmarole with every single question, uh, I feel like that's a, that's a sign kind of in the other direction that maybe he is thinking about competing and he still has that fake competing uh, persona going. But, I mean, who knows? It, 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 I mean, he was guest posing, and we're going we're gonna to get to the guest posings in a second, but 
And, you know, Dave Plumbo made that video. This guy has to get on stage. It's like, he... I just don't think he's that as good as people say. I mean, yes, he was second in the Olympia. But, I mean, he hasn't been second in the Olympia in... Uh, oh, what's, what's it been now? Over two years, right? Yeah. And people, people don't realize how fast... Yeah, he won the Arnold. He beat Cedric. Cedric was, what, ninth at the Olympia? Or seventh, you know? So, like, it, of course he beat Cedric. And he barely, barely, barely beat Cedric. So, like, the physique he showed at the prejudging at the Arnold Columbus would have been not okay at the Olympia. He would have lost to Bonac, probably. So, like, in my opinion, um, because Cedric clearly beat him at prejudging in the, at the Arnold. And Cedric has a lot of trouble with a guy like Bonac when they're both good. So I don't think that D Dave comes across as if, I mean, K Kai is old for a bodybuilder. He's got to be like in his mid forties. Now, nobody knows his age. Cause he, he won't tell us anything because he, I, I, that that's my biggest problem with Kai green. Um, he, I don't understand how someone can be a hardcore bodybuilding fan and be okay with how Kai Green conducts his interviews. Or as I would put it. Like doesn't conduct them. Because he. How can you. Be okay with listening to. The second best bodybuilder in the world. The most popular bodybuilder in the world arguably. Just. Continually. Not answer any question. In any interview. That's like the most frustrating thing I can think of. Why would you. I mean imagine if. Any guy, you have a any sports figure in any sport who's one of the top people just never answering any question or telling you anything. Like in a sport like bodybuilding, we thrive off the interviews and the gossip and stuff because our sport's super boring. So we don't have like – it's not like basketball where we have <clears throat> every night we get to see – um, Kyrie Irving throw an oop to LeBron or Steph Curry make five 30 footers. You know, we don't get that sort of thing night after night in bodybuilding. It's like we wait three weeks and we have one show we, and it's, it's exciting for 45 seconds, you know? So in bodybuilding, we thrive off those interviews and what the guys say. Cause we all want to be bodybuilders. We all, we all train. We all want to look a certain way and we want to hear what they have to say. And like, for him to just blatantly refuse to answer any question, like Kai Green has never even somebody find an interview where he talk where he says a body weight or a a weight that he used on an exercise or he says his favorite show or his favorite look or his favorite bodybuilder that's competing right now. He will not answer a question. Maybe if you're lucky, if you say, oh, Kai, who's your favorite bodybuilder on the circuit right now? He might give you like seven names if you're lucky. And that's not an answer, though. Like we didn't ask you like who, who your top seven is like in a lot of bodybuilders today will answer, though. Victor Martinez would answer that question. Jay Cutler would answer that question, you know. They would either say, I don't know, I don't care about that, and that's, and they would be sincere, or they would answer it. 
Kai just goes off on this stupid tangent and says the same exact thing that he says for every question. And I, I, I will, I will say Kai has had, he, he, he has certain principles that I love how he, um, I guess how he delivers them and how he explains certain principles, like not getting caught up in details and focusing on the acts as opposed to the the uh, the goal. Um, in other words, focusing on getting the work done that will lead to your goal as opposed to just focusing on the goal itself. Um, that type of stuff I think is like very, very, very uh, smart and, and just incredible, incredible um, <clears throat> advice. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he refuses to answer any question. You have no idea. Can you imagine, can you imagine a, 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 if I got to interview Kai and he was honest with me, like literally honest it would be hands down the best bodybuilding interview in bodybuilding history, in my opinion. I mean, the, the, I can't think of another interview in the history of the sport. I don't care. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Ron, I don't care. A, a, a Kai Green interview where he tells the truth and actually says what he's thinking would be the greatest interview and the most listened to interview in the history of the sport. But he refuses to give us that. He refuses to say anything that's not, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can accomplish anything when your eyes are open to the limitless possibilities of your own hands. You Very know? theatrical. Yeah, it's a, he's like a, everything is well thought out. It's like a production, you know, the way that he talks. Yeah, I guess, or or not thought out because he just repeats the same. It's like. He has four different versions of follow your dreams. You can do anything. He has like four different versions of that. And depending on the question, he just throws a different one at you. You know, it's like, he, he's like, I, I don't know, but that annoys me. I, I can't, I can't look past the fact that he just talks about nothing when you ask him about something that you want to hear about. And, and it's, it's gotten to the point now where. Somebody asks the guy a question, and you just roll your eyes. You're like, come on, dude. He's not going to answer that. They'll ask him, like, so, Kai, uh, if you weren't in the show, who do you think would win? Like, he's not going to answer that. Well, these guys are all very great champions. And for me to sit up here and talk, like, I would know. It's like, dude, like, you that that is just... If you're listening to the first Kai Green interview you've ever heard in your life, you might be like, "Oh, this guy seems so intelligent. He's cool. He tricks you, right?" But I've been I've been watching Kai since the very beginning, since he won the Keystone Pro or whatever that was. It was that wasn't the Keystone, was it? That was that was Dennis Wolf. Maybe Kai won it too, but he won like a a show overseas was like one of his first pro wins. Like ever like since that moment, I've been watching every Kai Green interview there is and. It just gets to the point, at some point, you're like, man, I can't listen to this guy anymore. He's just saying the same thing over and over again. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I don't know that he would, he would, back to his guest posing and his comments, I don't know that he would fare well 
against the top guys anymore. Uh, the, the top guys are kind of the same guys, but the idea of him beating Phil at this point, I think is just a complete, completely nonsensical. Um, even if you look at, you take whatever the best look he had in 2016 was, if you want to say night show at Arnold Columbus, or maybe the Arnold Australia where he looked good, uh, take the best look he had from any of those shows and then take Phil Heath at the 2016 Olympia and Phil Heath absolutely destroys him. Yeah. Uh, destroys him. Kai, at his very best in 2016, may have placed second at his best. Uh, if you look like he did at prejudging in Columbus, no way he placed his second. But maybe at his best, like at, at the night show, he could sneak into second. But he's going to be nowhere near Phil Heath. No way. Uh, and there's plenty of guys who could go in the Arnold and take out Kai Green if he's off a little bit. So... I mean, I just don't think I, – I, I just – I think people are – because Kai is so polarizing and popular, I think they're kind of uh, – they're, they're holding on to, to a dream that's probably that – the ship has sailed. Uh, even if he does compete, we're not going to see him on the Olympia stage. Uh, and what's he going to like best case scenario? He, 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 he squeaks out another Arnold by the, the skin of his teeth. Cause he has a, a great posing routine, you know? So I, I just don't, I, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm becoming more and more uninterested with Kai Green in his interviews, not only because he doesn't answer anything because he's getting older and older He's competing less and less. The guys are getting better and better. He's becoming more. I mean, how much did the Kai talk dwindle from 2015 Olympia to 2016 Olympia? I mean, one like Kai was the main topic in 2015. The main topic in 2016 this year. One year later, nobody even said anything about him. There was no talk of what if Kai was in the show. What if? Or you think Kai, like there was nobody gave a shit about Kai this year? And I feel like he's rapidly being uh, becoming an afterthought in bodybuilding, you know. And uh, I I just think it's it's like I said last show when when uh, we got bitched at for being negative. I said that Kai's probably going to drift away from bodybuilding and then he'll end up back here, kind of like Kevin did. Uh, and kind of like Jay did in a way. Gunter tried to do it, but when he tried to come back to bodybuilding, he never actually made it. But I think that's what's going to happen to him. I think he's going to drift away from bodybuilding, and whatever he tries to do when he drifts away is not going to be... He'll be successful, but I don't think it's going to be as successful as he envisions or the people around him are conning him into thinking. But... I think he'll end up back here, you know. And well, I think it. as as he slowly drifts off, like what you're saying, um, he's going to see even more sales dropping from Dynamic, and you know what that's going to mean. The puppet who's controlling Kai right now is going to tell him 
you need to get back puppeteer. on stage. And uh, yeah, puppeteer, I mean, um, it, you know, is going to tell him he needs to get back up on stage to help the sales, not necessarily to help out Kai, but to put more money in his pocket. And, you know, if, if you read between the lines, you everybody knows who I'm talking about. Um, but I can see that happening. Kai's going to drift away. Sales are going to go down. Uh, you know, the man behind the brand is going to say, uh, something's got to change. Either we're going to have to kill off this brand because it's tanking, or you're going to have to jump back on stage and create more buzz, get people excited, and then start promoting your brand again. But, you know, I see it just being, you know, a never-ending cycle of, of him, you know, going off, doing his own thing, the, the production stuff, or, or whatever he wants to really get into and where he wants to put his focus and, you know, he'll drift away from bodybuilding and then something will pull him back in for a little bit and then he'll drift back away. Because I don't think he's ever going to be back on the Olympia stage. He'll he'll do, you know, the Arnold's. Maybe he'll even do the New York Pro. Um, the only way he's going to do the Olympia is if it's in 10 years to because he's running out of money and he needs to somehow get – you know what I mean? That's the only way he's going to do the Olympia in my eyes. If he – if it's 10 years down the road and he's 54 or whatever the fuck he is and he tries to make a ridiculous comeback and to, to earn money or something, that's I don't see – there's no way he's going to do Olympia in the next several years. It's just not going to – he knows he can't win. He knows he knows what he sees up there. Don't act like Kai would, Kai would say behind closed doors he thinks he could beat Phil probably. But, dude, like he knows that he's not going to beat Phil Heath. There's just no – it's just not going to happen. Phil's too good. Um, so you have that. And you have the fact that he beefs with the Olympia people. So there's, he, he's not going to be... He, he's uh, he's not gonna, he's not going to do the Olympia. I agree with you. But uh, continue, your th- continue your thought. No, I mean, that that was it. I mean, we, we started off talking about what he was saying. And, you know, I... Anybody can go. If, if you just jump on YouTube, go over to Generation Iron, and right there's the interview. I think it went up yesterday or, or maybe the day before. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it was one of those days. I don't always stay current on, on YouTube stuff because I'm busy doing other things, but when I have some downtime, I try and catch up. <laughs> so did he say anything? Did he say anything that was – I mean, in regards to the Olympia placings, Kevin's comeback – did he say anything that was like tangible? Did he make any real statements about anything? Like, did he say, you know what I'm asking you? Like, did he even say like, I felt so and so? I mean, was overlooked. Did he say anything that was like? No, uh, and and, and it's funny because touching on that, they they asked him what what he thought about the physiques and the placings. Like, did did Phil deserve to win? What did you think of his physique? Does he have the best physique right now? And he went into like this, well, you know, you really don't understand the the history of the athlete and where they come from and what they've been through in their prep. And what you don't understand is a lot of these athletes get sick. They get very sick. And nobody knows that because the athlete doesn't say it because they don't want people to think that there's anything wrong. But, you know, these athletes... They're under a lot of stress, and you know it. It had nothing to do with the placings or or how they look, and you know he circled back around and he was like, "So I'm not gonna, you know, 
depicts somebody's physique or, or their placing based off of something. You know, it's subjective and it's, and it's what they look like on that given night. And it's in the judge's hands and you can only bring your best package. And like he, he, he had nothing to really say about anything in the entire interview. And it was like 10 minutes long, 11 minutes long, something like that. And I just remember sitting here thinking, like, you're not doing anything really in the industry right now, so why do you have to answer questions like that? Just be your, you know, I almost said be yourself, but he is being himself. You know, just be honest. Like, what are you thinking? I think he's being fake as fuck, but. I I just don't understand. Like, if you're not competing against these guys, and I get it, you know, you you don't want to step on people's toes because you're not competing, so you really don't know what's going on in the industry anymore because you're not there. You're absent. Uh, and again, that's okay, but you know, I don't understand why you're interviewing Kai at this point if he really doesn't have an interest to be in this industry. He does, you know, guest posing every once in a while. Is that contractual? Something that he's already signed on the dotted line that he just had, you know, he was obligated to fulfill. And I guess that's kind of what I want to see in 2017. Is he guest posing? Is he showing up for things? Is he, you know, going around the country promoting dynamic? Or, or is he doing these other things that, that he's talking about, these new projects? So it's going to be interesting. Um, but, but to answer your question, no. He, he, he didn't answer any questions. It was his normal, you know, off-the-wall uh, just talk. There was, there was nothing, no answers. He, he, as usual, gave you know left the, the, the viewer with more questions than answers because he's like, well, what is this guy even talking about? You know, why are people getting sick? Like, everything that he talked about just raised more questions from the original question that he was asked. So it it's... Like, it sounds like he's defending himself with his answer when he says, like, he sounds like a scared little kid. Like, oh, well, you know, um, sometimes these guys get sick and you don't know what they go through, so you don't want to judge them. It's like, dude, that's not what we're asking you to do. We're not asking you to judge them as a human being. We're at, if you get sick, you get sick. Tough luck. It doesn't matter. How, it doesn't matter why you look the way you look on stage. The interviewer is asking you what you thought about how they look on stage. He didn't ask you to factor in the the trials and tribulations they may have been through. It's like Kai's. It's like Kai's sob story coming through. He want. You know what? I, I what when, when he says shit like that, I hear. I hear. Oh, you know, I was in a foster home, and I didn't have a father, and I got sick one time, and I have a lot of stress in my life, so please don't come down on my physique. So, I mean, I feel like he's trying to protect himself when he talks about, like, because he says that a lot. I've heard him say the same thing. You know, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and there is a, 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 an enormous amount of stress and, and worry. It's like, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with the question. We know, we know, bodybuilding's hard. We know, everyone has their has their issues and their shortcomings and what have you. We know that. Like that's not what we're asking you. We're asking you what you think about the placings as they were. We don't. You don't have to go on a tangent about oh, be careful because the bodybuilders go through a lot and people have struggles. Like what is that? Like uh, oh, oh yeah, really? Like thanks for that. You know, it, it's just. I feel like that's him being uh, just relaying his sob story in a, in a whole different way by answering a question in like this weird, 
overly understanding, be careful what you say about these guys attitude, you know? It, and it's, he was... It's no different than WWE. These guys live in hotels and beat the shit out of their bodies every night. You know, basketball, people laugh at that. But, dude, the basketball players play 82 games in, like, six months. And they run miles and miles and miles every game, banging elbows. Within. And it's like, or any sport, you, you, like, it, it's hard. There's tons of stress. There's tons of money on the line and everything. Like, you don't have to go through that when you answer a question about the lineup. It, it has no bearing on the answer. Like, if you, if you personally know that so-and-so had so-and-so has had such and such issue, you can bring that up and be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, Bonac was fifth, but this little unknown, this little known fact, he actually went through this, this, and this on his way to becoming fifth, you know, it, it kind of applies to his placing, but just, just saying that you got to be careful. I don't want to, because you don't know what goes on behind the scenes like that, that you can't, that is like the worst cop out from a question I've ever heard in my life. It's like someone asking me. So what do you think about the NBA Finals? And, and, and I'm saying, well, you know, I watched it, the Cavs and the and the, and the Warriors, but you know, you don't you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know how how much what their family lives are like or what their upbringing was like. So you know, I don't really want to I don't really want to comment on the outcome because you know, it's like what is that? That's like what you're talking about the outcome of a basketball game, not like where these guys came from. Life is like life's not fair. It it doesn't matter where they came from, what struggles they had. What matters is who scores the most points in 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 the game. That's what we're asking you about. Who had the better physique? We're not asking about how they got there or if you respect them. You know. And the interview. Me, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it just it just sounds like Kai. Um. You know, we we all know that Kai has. And spewed out that sob story over and over again in all different ways, trying to make it not sound like he's spewing out a sob story. And um, I hope that Kai, I hope the Kai fans not listening, because man, he's gonna light me up again. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there were there were a lot of lulls in the interview, where I think Kai was trying to think about how he wanted to answer it, and and he would do a lot of um, with an awkward pause or. Uh, well, you know, I mean, literally, if you would take out all of the the lulls and the pauses, you could probably cut a quarter of that interview out. It, yeah, it could be like to... seven or eight minutes where he's trying to yeah. process what what he wants to say and how he wants to come across. He's trying to manufacture a fake answer. That's why he. That's why there's such. You know, that's that's I mean to me I mean if you ask someone a question it's like you have to think about it like okay do I have to do I'm gonna answer this how I really feel I'm gonna make something up if I'm gonna make something up I gotta come up with something real quick on how to you know like but um anyways enough on that enough Kai talk Kevin I, I will say he did look pretty good in his guest posing I don't think he looked as I mean he's he's um. I think he's on his way down, but he did look very good, and he would be competitive at any show still. But uh, go ahead. The way that I saw it, 
his his legs are still way down. I don't know if he's still having issues with his quad or or, or his knee. I guess technically it is. I was talking about Kai. Oh, I'm so, I thought you said Kevin. I probably did say Kevin. Oh, all right. I, I thought we were I, switching I, I topics. To, I, I, we are. We are. But I wanted to finish the Kai topic just by saying he did look good guest posing. He. Was, oh, I agree with that. Yes. Yes. But, yeah. Um. He's still he's still a big freak. I mean, there's oh, no yeah. way around it. It's not like he's. Uh, losing any muscle mass, obviously, you know, and, and we will touch on Phil as well. They were they were off season mode. <laughs> I mean, they they uh, you know Kai still looked great. I mean, you know, he still had abs, but you know, he's not the Kai that you see on stage or or even leading up to the Olympia. Kai looked amazing, and and I think that confused a lot of people because they were like, man, is is he holding out? Like, is something going on behind the scenes that maybe he is going to jump on stage? Like, Kai looked great, but literally this last guest posing, he looked like off-season Kai where he would just do his normal guest posing and, and just be a big freak, but very little definition. Right. Um, and you, you mentioned Phil guest posing. I, I thought Phil looked um, just <laughs> wacky, dude. He looked just I – love, I love this Phil look where he's – not in contest shape, but he's still ripped. But he has like this unbelievable fullness. Like he's he's as full as he can get, you know. Yeah. And uh, he he just looks like unbelievable. Just so the 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 roundness and size and everything and shape is just crazy, crazy to look at. Uh, he's almost more impressive slightly off season than he is in shape at this point. But uh, it's funny too, because it, earlier on in Phil's career, it was the opposite. He looked kind of like shit in the off season. He looked narrow, wicked bloated. Uh, but and then on stage, he was unbelievable. Now he looks amazing on stage and, and guest posing. So uh, I, I just wanted to touch on, on that. The Phil guest posing was, uh, I think a, a success and man, he was, wild looking um back to kevin kevin guest posed and uh he, he looked he, he looked i mean he looks good obviously but i was kind of disappointed with how he looked because i mean it's it's unfair because kevin has been it's not unfair but kevin has been uh, traveling pretty much non-stop since the Olympia had Kevin gone home after the Olympia and he was able to train at his home gym and, and stay at home and rest and stuff. And he looked like this uh, a month later, I would be disappointed with how he looked because he didn't look like he improved much at all. No, his legs maybe looked a little bit better. Um, it's hard to tell though. I mean, they look maybe a little more like separated. He's still pretty like very lean and stuff. He's got the arms and everything from the side, upper body from the side is getting close, uh, to, uh, to that 90% of what he used to be. <clears throat> Certainly not 90% of what he used to be, but it's getting close, but it's kind of like be because of his, I mean, we don't know what he did after the Olympia. We don't know if he, um, you know, went off his gear, if he, 
how how well he's training, bouncing through these hotels and shit. So it's kind of hard to say, oh well, his physique still sucks or whatever, because he may not be gassing it right now. But if he still is, then this is probably a bad sign because he's had another four weeks, and we know the whole Kevin thing. Kevin's supposed to every he gets better and better every day, whatever, and um, he, he's just not really better a month later. But, uh, like I said, who knows? Who, who knows if he's ju- it, it, him not getting better? Is a, it could be a product of him traveling, but uh, I, I don't know. And we talked about how he's he, he, he's mentioned eight months of training, uh, you know, a month ago on several occasions. And, and you brought it up that you think maybe he's uh, aiming for the New York Pro because – that is uh, just about fits the time frame that he's right. speaking of, and uh, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. What do you think about Kevin going to the New York Pro in 2017? Yeah, you know what the the New York Pro this year was very competitive. Uh, if if Kevin tries to hop on stage at the New York Pro, I think he's going to get his ass handed to him. To be honest. Uh, he's, he has a lot to bring up. I mean, his upper body looked okay. He definitely needs to put on more size, though. And the legs, oh, holy balls. I mean, it, it, just live under the squat bar. I mean, there's there's nothing else that, that you can do at this point. Uh, your legs are tiny compared to everybody. Um, I was watching Phil's guest posing, and when he did a side chest, and then when I watched Kevin guest posing, and he did a side chest, you could literally fit Kevin's leg in, you know, you know, two of them in one of Phil's legs. It it's night and day. He's nowhere close to where he needs to be in the lower body. Yeah, I'm going to say that Kevin like I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so it's it's hard, but I don't think Kevin played this whole comeback very very smart in that he probably should have I mean if I were him I don't want to say if I were him I don't know what I would do I've never been in that situation but I'm not going to act like I know what I would do but um, had he announced his come let's say he announced his comeback in the middle of 2015 a year and a half before the show so not only would he have been better on the Olympia stage because he would have had more time to train. He wouldn't have been good, but maybe he would have placed like 12. Who knows? Uh, but not only that, we would have had this. The excitement leading into the show would have been um, brewing for 18 months instead of two months. Or three months or whatever it was. So I think these short notice and he trained way longer than he says he did. I mean, don't like the, the, the things like I feel like bodybuilders don't realize that ever like there's people like me who listen to every interview and they, they get caught in these weird like it's like he, he's telling people he trained for like uh, um, what did he say? Like what 12 weeks or whatever or 16 weeks. It's like you were. You were doing interviews with Aceto and Palumbo 
in mid 2015 saying you were 235 pounds. You know, like you were already in the gym training. Right. Uh, two years before your comeback, you were starting to get big again. Like, don't don't act like you started training 16 weeks out. Like, that's not that that's not true. But I don't think he was really serious until about four months out. You know, where I mean, if I, he could go ahead. I I almost feel bad for Kevin though because he announced the comeback. He yes, his upper body progressed. His lower body, you know, was atrocious. But you know, it's his supporters. And I'm I'm using the supporters in terms of it, the people in the industry, like figures in the industry, not the fans, um, have completely turned on him. Look at Dave Palumbo. Dave Palumbo has blown this guy up to win the damn show. He was like, I'm sticking by my statement that Kevin is going to go in. He's going to win the Olympia, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, he started to backtrack. After the Olympia, he was like, yeah, I, I ate crow. You know, his, his legs were a little down. They didn't look as good as they should. And, you know, that was the first time I looked at him. So he was kind of like on the fence of <clears throat> of trying to be nice, um, but, you know, also be a little bit truthful. And what he just put out was flat out blasting Kevin. You know, he said his guest posing was terrible. You look at the Olympia, his legs look terrible. It was embarrassing. I mean, he went off. On Kevin, and I'm thinking, man, if Kevin sees this, I'm sure he's going to look at this and go, wow, I thought Dave was my friend. And, you know, it, it was nothing more. It was literally the whole video was about Kevin. So it was kind of like you're calling a guy out that you worked with. And I thought that was, you know, a, a little, you know, poor taste. But. I'm just like, wow, you know, everybody's like blasting him now. Like, is this going to maybe change his mind that maybe he won't come back in 2017 uh, if, if he can't bring his lagging body parts up, especially the lower body? But, you know, I was I was very taken back by what Dave said. I mean, Dave's Dave's honest, but Dave is also the type of person that if if he's friends of yours or you are working with him, he will promote you a little bit harder than most people probably would. But the fact that he pretty much retracted everything that he said and went on the attack of Kevin kind of blew me away. Yeah, Dave. Dave is honest. I would agree with that. But he 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 doesn't always believe what he's saying. Um, I don't know if that's dishonest. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call that dishonest. But like, he didn't think Kevin was going to win the Olympia. I mean, there is no chance on heaven or earth. That Dave Palumbo thought that Kevin was really gonna win. If he had to bet twenty dollars on it, he would have revoked that fucking prediction immediately. He wouldn't have put a twenty on that shit. I promise you, because he knows bodybuilding, and anyone who knows bodybuilding knows that uh, a fifty-two-year-old guy—I don't care who it is—I don't care if I don't—it doesn't matter—is not gonna come in and beat all the current guys. Like it's just—it's just silly. I think that whole people thinking Kevin's going to challenge Phil, I think that was the the worst part of the comeback. Like because because it made it made his amazing comeback look subpar because people had these un like just completely illogical expectations of this guy. But uh, can you see Phil when when he finally sees Kevin's look and and his physique that he's bringing to the Olympia stage? After all this talk and smack that, you know, Kevin's coming for the title and 
he's going to go toe-to-toe with Phil. It almost makes you wish that you were a fly on the wall or inside Phil's brain when, you know, Kevin stripped everything off and, and was in his posing trunks and Phil saw him for the first time. You had to think he kind of chuckled extremely hard inside. I, I don't know. I mean, Phil, Phil, I don't think Phil was surprised at all. Phil, Phil, Phil knows Phil is a pro body. He's the best pro in the world at bodybuilding. He he knows how the sport works. He knows how aging works. He's he's probably got better genetics than Kevin, or he's right there with Kevin. Don't tell me that Kevin has way better genetics. No person has way better genetics than Phil Heath. Get that shit out of here. That's insane. But he might have a little bit better, maybe. But I think that's even bullshit. Phil Heath is a freak. He's the gift. And he knows what what it's like to prepare, what it does to your body. I don't think Phil, for one second, at any moment, thought that Kevin would be anywhere near him. Unless they did a fun call out. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just like... If like Michael Jordan came back right now, it'd be like LeBron James being... like. Do you really think... LeBron will be worried. Come on. Fucking Michael Jordan is like, he's 50. He's probably, he's probably Kevin's age. He's like 50 something years old now. He's not going to fucking defend LeBron or Kyrie or Steph. You think Steph Curry is going to be like, oh shit, Michael Jordan's coming back. He's Michael. Like they're not going to, they're not going to lose one wink of sleep. The only thing they're going to care about is the fact that it's taking publicity off of them. But they know damn well that no 52-year-old guy is going to even come close to their ability on the court. Or in this case, on the stage. Because they know the game. They know how good everyone is. And they know how good they are. They know for absolute fact, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that no 52-year-old guy is going to come into the league and play on their level. It's not going to happen. Because they also see guys like um, like Richard Jefferson using basketball. He's like 39, and he's starting to fall off. You know what I mean? Like they, they, These guys are in the trenches. They know the sport better than anybody in regards to how age and everything affects the, uh, the physique. Or in basketball's case, the performance on the, on the court. So when, when these guys are making comebacks... It's easy for someone like you or I to be like, oh, you never know. But if you're in the trenches and you know the work it takes and you know how you look and you know how your competitors look and you know how the the older guys like Johnny Jackson and Kai are starting to – like you know what's going to happen because you're you're competing with – don't tell me that, that Kevin is like that much more gifted than guys like Phil and Kai. That's silly. Or that Michael Jordan is that much better than guys like – Curry and, and LeBron, he was better, but not by a, not by a, a, you know not by enough to make him come back like at fifty something and be good with it. Like if, if Michael came back at his prime, he would battle those guys. He, he, they would be it wouldn't he wouldn't beat them bad in his ultimate. Like I said the same thing about Kevin in Michael Jordan's prime. He came back and played against Steph Curry. Steph Curry's still gonna score against Michael Jordan. There's no doubt about it. He, he, he's not going to beat Michael Jordan, but he's going to play right with him and be be uh, competitive. Same with LeBron. 
Michael's not going to stop LeBron. LeBron's going to go right past him and fucking hammer it, just like he does everyone else. Uh, Michael Jordan will score on LeBron, no doubt about it, and he'll probably beat LeBron's team because he's so he has that heart and he's so clutch. But they would be on a very even playing ground at their best. So they know that if he comes back at 54 or whatever, there's just no chance. It, it doesn't. It, it's illogical. So I don't think that Phil or any of these guys who've competed really thought he had a chance to be in the mix. I think what they thought was, you know, maybe top 10 if he pulls off a miracle. He he um, he places 9th or 10th, you know. and Because uh, that's exactly what – like, listen to the – if you go back and listen to Jay Cutler on RX Muscle before the Olympia – he, he summarized the whole Kevin thing perfectly. He said, listen, like, I took a year and a half off or whatever and came back, and I couldn't believe how hard it was. And Jay Cutler is a bona fide genetic freak. He's not gifted like Lavrone, but, I mean, come on. he's a Lavrone's like a 10 out of 10. Uh, Jay Cutler's a 9.2 out of 10, you know? It's like... If, if, if Jay Cutler's saying that at 40 years old, and he said, he said, he said, man, it's going to be very hard for Kevin to make the top 10. They said, will Kevin make the top six? Jay said, no, absolutely not. It's ridiculous. And then they asked him to make the top 10, and, and Jay said, man, I don't know. It's going to be really hard. Then he kind of skirted the question. He didn't even want to answer it. In other words, no, he's not going to make top 10, you know? So uh, the guys like that who are in the sport, are just not – they're not going to worry about these guys coming back because they are as good as that guy was in his prime. So how could he possibly come back and be better than them? It's impossible. They weren't worried. None of those guys were worried. It's, it's, it's just it, – it's, it's a silly concept to even, to even consider as reality. But – uh, I mean, as far as him going in the New York Pro, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to – if that's going to taint his comeback or not, you know, because there's just no – there's I don't see a scenario where he is anywhere higher than like maybe eighth or something if he gets lucky, you know. It makes uh, I, It makes you wonder – what his drive and motivation is is it just because he thinks that you know he can come back and and possibly win a show or continue to do well or progress or whatever like what's his driving force behind continuing i mean he saw what he looked like at the olympia against the top guys and there was no comparison i mean there were guys who you were like what's their name that you know placed last the same as kevin so it makes you wonder, like, what what's his motivation for really coming back? You know, he said he, uh, you know, there was something that he felt that he he was, you know, needed to come back for and, and be on stage. That that God told him that this is what he needed to do, or or you know, whatever he he actually said. But it it's like, okay, so what what is the motivation now? Like, are you still being told that there's something left to do in the sport? You know, that that you know you're missing this one piece of your life, and this is what you have to do. Like, I don't I don't understand what his driving motivation is. You know, you, you train to win, and and there's no other way to do it. I mean, if you're if you're not training to win, then don't don't step on stage. 
But I think the chance of Kevin doing well and and winning a show is is not very realistic in in today's age and with the bodybuilders that we're seeing right now, including the new guys. I mean, you look at McCarver and you know Le, you know Leonardo Witts and then and all those types of guys. You're not going to beat them ever, 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 ever. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, look right. at Compton. I mean, you have so many people that aren't placing great and and Leonardowitz did did fine in 2016 but I mean if you can't beat Compton why why even come back yeah you think it's money you think no I don't I don't think it is you're not making any money if you're not winning so it, it can't be money unless they're paying him under the table to appear yeah but yeah but stage. you know yeah you know they're paying him out the ass to appear at these places like all over the world right now, and and, and you know, know it, it know comes how... down to maybe it's a supplement line. He's trying to get it back in, or I shouldn't say back. He's trying to get it into the states. I mean, it's doing very well overseas. You don't uh, think the Olympia people paid him any money to do the Olympia? Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. There was probably you know a behind closed doors deal made, and you know an exchange of money. I, I don't doubt that at all. Um. But anymore, after that appearance at the Olympia, I, I don't think people will be paying him to, to come back. He's not a driving force anymore. Yeah, it's cool to say, hey, I saw Kevin. But for what? You know. Yeah, the, the, the Kevin story, speaking of a driving force, the Kevin story is like, that, that, that's, <laughs> the story has like fallen off a cliff. Yeah, that ship has sailed. From, from in the last month, man, that went from the biggest story in bodybuilding history to like, nobody cares really really fast it's kind of like the kai green thing we talked about but the kevin it it, is just literally right off a cliff you know you just don't even hear about it anymore i mean he guest posed dave plumbo goes on there says he looks like shit whatever but i mean you just you just wonder how this continuation is going to affect the comeback um I don't know. I, I'm torn on it because you got a guy like uh, Paul Dillette came back and he got smoked at a show in Canada and he never competed again. Um, I don't know if Kevin competing – like let's say Paul continued to compete and he got a little bit better and then then called it quits. I don't know if that would be good or bad for his, you know, legacy. I, I mean, if he comes into New York Pro and he's and he's, you know, 10-15% better than he was at the Olympia, I I don't know if that hurts or helps his his comeback. It, it's almost it's almost uh it, it's almost as if he should have just quit the whole thing right at the Olympia, like done. You know like, how no, he's going to make his money? Guest posing. That's it. Yeah. You you don't make any money, you know, not placing well. So well, the only that, reason for getting like, in shape would be guest posing. Maybe that's his whole plan. Maybe he's maybe he's not planning on competing, and because he wants to earn the money, he's going to act like he may compete. And I think that the idea of him possibly like listen, if he says I'm never competing again. But I'm available for guest postings. 
He's not going to get as many, like, he's not going to get a, a, a fraction of as many guest posings, it, I mean, I don't think, as if he says, I'm competing in 2017 and I'm available for guest posings. Because if you say you're competing, now every guest posing becomes a, oh, how does he look now? You know? But if he does, if he says I'm not competing, then who the hell cares what he looks like? That's maybe. It's, it's a legacy thing, though. I mean, hell, if, if Jay Cutler was like, hey, I'm going to start guest posing, fuck, I'd go see him. I mean, the, the guy's a legend in, in my mind. If, if Ronnie comes back, puts on you know some, some more size, steps on stage, hell, even if Ronnie looks the way he does right now and he was like, I'm going to go do guest posing, I would still go see Ronnie. I mean, the same thing with, with you know, Dorian and everybody else. It's just one of those cool things. Like, oh, man, I, I finally get to see one of my idols again if you get if you saw them in the past. Or, man, you know, especially the young guys coming up who maybe didn't get to see Ronnie or Jay or, or Dorian, you know, on stage or whatever. Whoever, it doesn't even matter. But if they're like, hey, so-and-so's coming back and they know it's a big name, it, it'll draw a crowd. You know, obviously they're not going to compete or or compare with the guys that are on stage actually competing but it's it's still a cool thing to see but i mean i understand what you're saying where it you know wouldn't draw as much attention if if he wasn't competing it would just be like oh okay kevin's gonna be there all right whatever but i i agree with what you said if he is saying i am going to compete in 2017 it will become a thing where every stop you know on the way People are going to be like, oh, okay, he looks better here. And then, you know, a month down the road, wow, he really progressed here. And, and you know, it draws some excitement. But I, I'm I'm just not overly excited about seeing Kevin on stage again competing. Guess posing is, is a different story. But you know, it, for me, the ship has kind of sailed with uh, his actual competition days. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I, I have to probably agree with that. I mean, I, I want to see him continue, but... I don't know. I'm mixed on it. But I, I will say this. Uh, my point about him claiming to compete to get more guest posings, like, I think this video that Dave Palumbo did that we're talking about is a perfect representation of that. If Kevin came off the Olympia and said, I'm done competing, I'm never competing again, I'm just going to guest pose. I don't, Dave doesn't make that video. I don't, I don't think. Why would Dave make a video saying, oh, look, at he still looks terrible? Like, because... If he's, if he's already said he's never competing again, I don't think Dave would have ever made that video. Yeah, what's the point of that, you know? Right. Because but if he if he's saying, Oh, I'm gonna do a show in 2017, this becomes this guest posing becomes like a, a the the new benchmark uh, of how Kevin looks and how he's gonna do and everything. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you think we'll end it with this? Do you think that Kevin will get on stage in 2017. I, you know what? If he was crazy enough to get on the Olympia stage, the biggest stage, uh, you know, of the year as his comeback show, yeah, I, I think he's crazy enough to step on stage again in 2017 for sure. Um, I think he will too. I think he will too because, um, <laughs> because of what you said, he's kind of crazy. But also because of the like the video uh, back to the video that Dave made, um, that sort of shit. Because he's, I don't disagree with anything Dave said, but that is, um, 
if he doesn't compete ever again at, at this point, that, that that's kind of how you've gone out. You've gone out on people saying that you look like shit, you know? So I think th- there's, there's a motivation in people talking about him being crazy. For, I mean, Bob Chick says he's nuts for competing. Uh, Dave says he's, he's kind of nuts for competing. Uh, uh, so on and so forth. So I think that t- I think with a guy like Kevin, um, it, it's it's better. F- I mean, in terms of him getting on stage, it's better that people are acting like it's a pipe dream than if they were all, oh yeah, Kevin's gonna do great in 2017. You're the man. I think in that case, he probably wouldn't compete. Honestly, uh, you know, I think he's motivated by all the negativity coming his way because he was such a badass bodybuilder and he knows what he used to look like and hearing all these people say oh he can't do this and he can't do that he's probably thinking to himself man like i i I was so good and i can be so you know it's just one of those things like not being able to give it up when you knew how good you were and these young guys are beating you who have no business beating you because at your core at your best the person you are is just a better bodybuilder than them and you know it but your age is not allowing you to to uh to 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 bring that back to the stage but i think that that's kind of bothering him the fact that he's this legend and he knows how talented he is and these these guys like you know michael lockett are beating him because he, he he's not all the way back yet i think that's bothering him so I think we probably will see him on stage for that reason, but I don't think it's going to be uh, a great undertaking. I think it's almost going to be like uh, Marcus Haley doing the 212 this last weekend. You see that? Yeah. And he placed like ninth or something. It's going to be one of those things. Like, yeah, it's kind of, uh, oh, cool, Marcus Haley's back, the Comet, right? But nobody really cares. But uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap. We've been on the – We've been on Skype for an hour and a half, so I don't know how long we've been recording. Probably, well, probably too long already, but uh, I'm going to get this all edited down and get it over to Mr. DiMaggio as soon as possible so it can go up. But, uh, yeah, good show once again. Kind of, uh, we kind of won this one. Didn't really, not not really, uh, that's how most of our shows are. Just very, very loose outline and we just we just roll with it. So yeah. Next week we do have a guest lined up. Uh, like I said, bodybuilding royalty. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be hard to keep it inside an hour, but uh, unfortunately that's that's the way we do it. And um, that's all I really got. Obviously visit IronMagazine.com. That's where this this show is posted along with iTunes. It is on iTunes if you want to get it over there. Um, IronMagLabs.com is how this show is supported. IronMagLabs, IronMagResearch.com. You can use coupon code JEFF15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5, for 15% off your purchase at either IronMagLabs.com or IronMagResearch.com. And, um, yeah, I just had a a new – we could talk – we could spend a whole show on this. I just made a two back-to-back articles about Phil Heath. Uh, that are both probably going to piss off the Phil Heath haters. One is called Why Phil Heath Will Win Nine, and the other is called Is Phil Heath the Most Dominant Mr. Olympia uh, in History? And uh, 
I make a case for those things, and uh, I think uh, I might convince some people of those things being true, even though people a lot of people think they're 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 crazy because they don't really like Phil Heath. But if you if you look at the facts and how things have gone down, there's no reason to believe either of those things are untrue. So definitely check those out. Uh, um, let me know what you think. Love them or hate them. Same with the show. We love the feedback. You want to call me an asshole or um, don't know what I'm talking about? That's all. That's great. Uh, let me know. And if you think the show is great, let me know that as well. Uh, same with Matt. We I answer everybody. It might take a little time. If I don't answer you, it's just because I missed your message, but I'll, I'll get to you eventually. So Yeah, you know what's uh, funny? And, and I want to touch on this before we, we leave because not a lot of people will actually post or, or comment on the the link that we either have up on our page or uh, the Iron Mag radio page or or you know whatever. But this past week, I've gotten so many messages from people who who I was just like, oh hey yeah cool hey thanks for thanks for listening. But it was feedback saying, do not change the way that you guys talk and run the show. You know, they said, you know, just because one person doesn't like the way that the show is is ran doesn't mean that it's it's not doing well or that it's not enjoyable. Um, so I appreciate those people. I mean, it was probably like seven or eight people who, who reached out to me in the past week and just said, you know, you guys just need to be yourself. Like, you guys are entertaining. We enjoy listening to you. You're You're brutally honest, which sometimes can come off negatively. But they were like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, we love the show. You know, we support you guys. And, and you haven't said anything that made us think that you're negative. It's just some things and topics that we talk about aren't necessarily, you know, positive. That, you know, we don't agree with the way something is, is happening or going on in, in the industry or the sport. So I appreciated that. So if, if you're one of those people who you're like, eh, I don't necessarily want to say something in the post and, you know, possibly get called out. Send us a message. We don't care. Send us a you know a message on uh, Facebook Messenger, and, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just I mean, I couldn't say it any better. Really, I, I agree. We did get a lot of comments about keeping it to our uh, how we are, but really, when it comes down to it, any form of media in any sport that is honest to any degree. Is going to be more negative than it is positive because there's just there's so much more things that can be negative than that can be positive. I mean, what are we gonna talk about, guys? I mean, what what are positive topics in media like a great performance? Yeah, or what, what are we gonna talk about like how that's not interesting? Like, or if we talk about this guy has these charities or he does this. Like we're not going to sit up here and talk about Victor Martinez giving thousands of dollars to autistic um, programs and stuff. That's awesome. That's great. But no one wants to hear that. We're going to talk about him getting baked with Chris Cormier and going out. You know what I mean? Like that's, that might sound negative, but that's way more interesting than talking about the, all the, flowers and rainbows that go on that nobody cares about you know um whether or not it's a positive or negative topic uh we we say what we think you know and sometimes when it comes to generating stories to talk about 
there's going to be more negative than positive because most stories come out of a negative situation of some kind, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the type Just of person the to to try and you know keep it real. I mean, I want to say what's on my mind and and speak the truth. And and the funny thing is, yesterday I was notified, and I'm not going to say uh, what website it was on. Um, and fuck it, I will say it was it was an article that was on Iron Mag, and I talked about fitness management and and some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes within some organizations and they were told to take it down because basically I exposed a real issue in the industry but uh, obviously it, it ruffled some feathers in in the industry and people were asked to remove it uh, so you know it, it is what it is I spoke the truth I you know divulged in an area that most people don't know about the the shady side of the industry and again the the shady side prevails uh they got it taken down because they don't want to be exposed so that's how i roll and, uh, that's that's how i am uh you know yeah. i want you guys to know exactly and, what's going on let's make no mistake the shady stuff that like all these people like that the fucking Lee Priest gets in trouble for, John Romano got in trouble for in the in the past, or it's it's every industry. Yeah. It's it's every industry. It's politics, it's NBA, it's NFL, it's fucking Olympics, it's every industry, the food industry is they're all full of corruption that's based on money period that's how if you don't believe that you're just being you're not aware because that's how human beings are we take advantage of shit when we can um some there there are a there are a demographic of people who are um honorable and moral and all that stuff but there's something about the human mind that is like overly opportunistic is that the word opportunistic yeah uh and it it, it creates this this situation where wherever there's money being generated by anything there is corruption of some kind so it's not like we even have to specifically talk about the bodybuilding industry when it comes to corruption. We can just talk about corruption in industries, and bodybuilding fits into that because it is an industry. And uh, I-, I talked about that with with Lee in the past, uh, way back, and just saying how listen, this is in every industry. It doesn't. I'm. I was actually talking to um, Dave Hawk. He's like, uh, what's his title? He works for um, the uh, Ostrom Jerky Company and uh, uh, Proto Foods or Proto Foods, I think it's called. Yeah. He, uh, we, him and I were talking about that same thing, and he brought that up. He's like, listen, man. He goes, I've been involved in the food industry now, bodybuilding industry. He's like, that same shit goes on everywhere. There's, there's that type of corruption and nonsense everywhere in every industry. It doesn't matter what industry you're talking about. So, for 
I don't I don't like when people act as if you're you're talking about shady happenings in the IFBB or whatever is is it's just like the way shit is, you know. I, I don't I don't I don't see it as like this huge black eye or this taboo nonsense because it's just the way it is. It's how every industry is. And uh I don't know how corrupt our industry is in comparison to other industries. That would be a better conversation than whether or not it's corrupt because everything's corrupt. We're fucking humans. Humans corrupt shit. Period. That's just how it is. So I think but like I said, I don't know where we where where we would stand in in relation to other industries. You know, I don't know if we're more or less corrupt, but it's not that bodybuilding is particularly corrupt. We may be um, very uh, moral and um, honorable compared to most industries, and we just have a few little things. You know, so it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, what the level of the corruption is in comparison to all the other corruption that goes on out there. There's a lot of it everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's in every industry. And I've heard it from other people that the industry that they're in is the same, but we don't know that industry. So <laughs> we only talk about the industry that we're in. Yeah. I, I just think busting on the IFBB for like money corruption is like busting on fucking, uh, William Bonac for taking testosterone on the Olympia stage. Like, well, everyone does that shit. That's every every guy up there is taking testosterone on the Olympia stage. Don't like. You can't really. <laughs> you can't really bash Bonac for that. But you can be against steroid use and be like, but you can't just single out William Bonac and be like, oh, William Bonac takes steroids when everyone is. That's how I feel about the whole. IFBB corruption thing. It's like if you want to bitch about that, then man, you have that's just goes on everywhere. So you you have a lot. You have a. It's just it's it, it just doesn't seem fair to me to act to 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 single out and act like it's a bringing bringing it up and bringing it to the attention of the people is one thing, but acting as if it's some sort of huge deal is is another thing you know it's right. just it's, it's kind of expected in these big industries it's, it's the way things work unfortunately but uh with that we've gone way over time uh per usual but uh this episode was episode 65 or something now yeah um, i think this one's 65 65 so on 66 we are once again hoping to have a very special guest uh but uh, we'll see. No promises, because you, as you can see at the beginning of our show, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, we've made up for lost time on this one, and um, that's a wrap. Uh, like I said, check out IronMagazine.com, IronMagLabs.com, IronMagResearch.com. Uh, hit us up on whatever social media you prefer, Jeff Roberts or Matt Wyke. And uh, that's all I got for Mr. Matt Wyke. I am Jeff Roberts. Episode 65 of Central Bodybuilding brought to you by IronMagLabs.com. We are out.